Hello and welcome back to Don't Depend on Daddy, the podcast. We are back today with the video podcast, which I'm really excited about. Thank you guys for bearing with me. Last week, not doing any video, I was literally on my deathbed. I was so sick and I hadn't been sick in quite some time, so it just was not... You didn't want to see me on video, let me just say. Before we get into today's episode, we're going to start with the usual housekeeping, which is to please make sure that if you enjoy this podcast, that you leave me a review wherever you listen to it, whether it be Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you're feeling really spicy and you want to go write me a review, I would really appreciate it. But as always, it pushes the podcast out. I have been incredibly consistent with my podcast episodes this year, and we're going to keep the ball rolling. The other um, update is you can always get $10 off the personal finance dashboard using the code podcast one. But today, if you are listening to this podcast on the day it goes live, which is November 16th through at any point until November 30th at 1159 Pacific time PM, you can actually use a different code to get a little bit more off the personal finance dashboard. I am putting it up on sale for Black Friday beginning today, November 16th, or well, technically tomorrow, because it's November 15th when I'm recording this. And the code is Black Friday 101. So if you use the code Black Friday 101, you can get 25% off the personal finance dashboard from now till November 30th. 25% is $15 off. The price isn't changing. And once you buy it once, you get access to all of the updates. So if you are somebody listening to this and you already have the PFD, you have access to the new version of the personal finance dashboard at no additional cost to you. And then obviously if I update it in the future, you'll get access to that once you buy it once. Um, the new iteration of the personal finance dashboard has a lot of features that you guys have been asking for. So before we get into the rest of this episode, I want to talk about them because they're super, super great. I'm obsessed with this new version and I feel like a lot of the feedback you guys have given me over the last like two to three years that the PFD has existed, I haven't incorporated all of it. I've incorporated some of it, but this version, the 4.0 version, I spent a lot of time updating over the last couple of months. And so it's finally, I feel like, in its perfect place. And I don't know if there's going to be anything else, truthfully, to even add to it because I've added so many new things into it. But since so many people use it, I always take all of the feedback. I collect it throughout the year. And then at the end of the year, when we're thinking about our future plans, so in this instance, our 2023 plans, that's usually when I update it and put out the new version. And then we put it on sale for Black Friday. And it's just the cycle um, that hopefully never ends because I freaking love the personal finance dashboard. It is, I think it's my passion. Like I, I love it. But anyways, we're going to get into the updates to the PFD. And then the bulk of this episode is going to be about why you need a financial plan for 2023 and how you can put one together. Because I know that that is top of mind for a lot of people, just given the economy right now, we are in a recession. There is rumblings of the recession potentially getting worse in 2023. And 
Well, all of those things feel really scary. It is one of those things that is like completely out of your control. And in my opinion, what you should be doing during these times is focusing on the things that you can control, which are your own finances and the decisions you make within your own financial life. So that's what we're going to focus on. That's what I'm going to teach you guys how to do. I do have an entire podcast episode where I go over how you can prepare and like approach your finances during a recession. That came out back in June. So you can go back and listen to that. But for now, let's get into the updates to the personal finance dashboard. Also, I am, if you don't have the PFD, I am going to be coming out with a pretty in-depth tutorial of what the PFD is, what you can expect, and that's going to go live on my YouTube channel, hopefully at the end of this week. And that will be there to give you an idea of what you can get out of the PFD before you buy it. The reason I'm doing that is because I am no longer offering refunds on the PFD. So if you buy it and you don't like it, it doesn't fit your needs. I'm not offering refunds. So I really want people to make sure that they know what they're getting before they buy it. I'm not in the business of tricking people. I'm not in the business of taking people's money even though they don't like the product, but I have been taken advantage of numerous times at this point with the refund policy that I had in the past and a few people spoil it for everyone. So no more refunds once you buy it, like you bought it. I'm not even entertaining those kinds of questions anymore. And I will just say there are thousands, plural, multiple thousands of people who have purchased the PFD and continue to use the PFD and love it. So, you know, it's a great product. There's proof of concept. So if you're on the fence, here's your sign. Anyways, the first update or the first new update to the PFD is that I've added in a financial snapshot section. And this is a new tab that guides you through a financial snapshot when you first start filling it out. So the financial snapshot isn't like connected to anything. A lot of, or 95% of the PFD is all interconnected. So like what you enter on one tab can impact what shows up on other tabs and all of those things. But the financial snapshot tab isn't connected to anything. So it's completely optional to actually use it. But I added it in because it's so incredibly important to be taking inventory of your money before you start putting together any type of plan. And so using this, it can guide you through what to do. I go over how to do it in the setup video, which is updated and new in this new version. And it will really help you just set the stage for your planning for the year or for whenever you start actually using it. The next update is the monthly summary tab and this is actually a really fun one and it's basically a section that will give you a clear monthly breakdown of how you spent your money, how you saved your money, how much money you have left to budget, what you put towards debt, all of the things. And then it will give you a summary for the month of like your spending by category. And this is really helpful because in its current version, the non-updated version, um, the PFD didn't really have this functionality. Like, sure, you could see and filter your expenses by month on the actual dashboard, but the dashboard is really showing you like your year-to-date picture. Like, it doesn't give you that nice, clean monthly breakdown, which was something that was missing for me. It's something that a lot of you guys had wanted, and that is officially in there, which I'm really excited about. 
The next feature that I added is within the annual spending plan tab and it's a percentage breakdown. So this is another one that you guys were begging me for. I got so many emails about this and it shows you your percentage breakdown for both your plan and your actual for each month by like expense and saving type. So I talk about all the time the 50, 30, 20 budget, which is 50% towards your essentials, 30% towards your financial goals, and 20% towards your lifestyle expenses, like those percentages of your income. But what I never included in the PFD was the actual breakdown, again, in a nice, clear way. You could do this in the dashboard in the expense section like your expense report but it wasn't based off of your plan it was only based off of your actual and it wasn't like a high level summary it was by each separate category so this new section will give you a summary breakdown of your essential expenses as a percentage of your income your non-essential expenses as a percentage of your income and then your goals as a percentage of your income and within your goals they're broken out into the three main goal categories your savings goals investment goals and debt payoff goals so then you can also see a breakdown of what percentage of your goals is going towards each of those things based on your plans and then based on your actuals so i'm super excited about that because it will really, I think, help you when you're doing your planning, just understand and see how much of your income is going towards all of these various things. And then you can actually see as you enter things throughout the dashboard in your different logs, how you're stacking up against what you planned from that perspective, which I think is really helpful in informing financial decisions for the future. The next update, and this is another one that was, I think, this update is actually the most popular request and it is an updated debt payoff log so you guys asked i heard you on this i've been hearing you for like literally years and the struggle was figuring out how to do this in a way that was customizable um, and that didn't overwhelm the entire spreadsheet which i feel like hopefully i did and you all wanted a debt log that would incorporate the interest rates on your debt. And the challenge here was that, you know, it's never going to be perfect in a spreadsheet because, you know, the spreadsheet's not synced up to your actual account. It's all based off of what you entered. So it's still going to be an estimate. It still could be, you know, off by a couple of dollars or whatever. But now you can enter in your debt balance, your interest rate, your goal for paying off the debt. And as you enter in your payments, it'll show you and calculate like what you're paying in interest and what your running balance is, factoring all of these things in. So you can also use it to like see when you'll be able to pay off your debt, how long it will take you to pay off the debt, all of those things, which I'm very, very, very excited about. Um, so that's the fourth update. The last update is a bill and payment calendar. So this is another one that's like kind of easy, but another request that I got all the time was that people were using or adding tabs into the dashboard to keep track of like when they have to pay certain bills or like when things were due or certain events or stuff that they wanted to remember. And so I just added in little calendar functionality within the monthly money review tab, which was a feature I added in last year. And you can go in and you can add in like when you get paid, when you have certain bills due, just to like keep in mind when you're planning out and reflecting on your month, like 
did I pay these bills? Am I due on some, am I overdue on my utilities? Like, do I have something that is coming up? It will just sort of help you plan that out again, all in one place. You can plan it out wherever you want, but the goal is that you only have one tool here and you're keeping things consolidated. So like you don't have tons of different things that you have to look at in order to get your full financial picture. A couple of other like smaller updates that I've made. A big one was the conditional formatting on the annual spending plan tab was a little bit confusing. So I've updated that. So like, for example, in the past, if you made more money than what you had planned for, the actual like over under column would turn red instead of green, even though it was like you were making more money just because it wasn't aligned. And so those like little tweaks and stuff have all been updated. I feel like the PFD is in the best state it's ever been in. And I'm so excited about this new version. I've been using it now for a couple of months just to test it out to make sure things work and that everything's hooked up and whatever. So hopefully there are no issues, but it is a manual spreadsheet. So usually there's always someone who finds something that's broken. Another update is that within the PFD, you are, I'm now like in the Teachable portal, gonna have tutorial and setup videos on my most frequently asked questions. And the reason I'm doing that is because I do get a lot of the same questions over and over again. And so now hopefully these videos will help walk you through how to troubleshoot them, which I'm very excited about. So those are gonna be in there. I'm gonna continue to add videos in there as I see fit, as things change. And as I get new questions and whatnot. So yeah, you can use the code Black Friday 101 for 25% off from now till November 30th. I'm so excited about it. And if you have the PFD and you enjoy it, send me a message. Let me know. Um, it means a lot to me when I get those messages. And so many of you guys do tell me how much you love it. And it literally makes my day every single time. Because I can't believe that like there are thousands of people out there using this template. And it just makes my life truthfully like it gives me a reason to keep doing this even when it's hard even when i'm struggling even when i don't want to show up on video like knowing that the tools that i create are helping people means the world to me so with that i'm going to wrap up this pfd section and we can move on into the bulk of this podcast episode which is why you need a financial plan in the new year and then how you can actually implement them. So I'm gonna structure this by first explaining why a plan for your finances is so necessary and then how you can create one on your own. So it's gonna be like two main sections. So there are three key reasons why you need a plan for your money. The first is to have confidence and clarity for the future so you can worry less about money on a regular basis. I was doing some research for this podcast episode and I found a survey that was done by Thriving Wallet and Discover earlier in 2022. So it's very recent. It came out in September. And it said that 90% of Americans say that money impacts their stress level and 65% say that their worries are piling up so much that they feel like they can't overcome them. So it's pretty clear to me how much of an issue financial stress and financial anxiety actually is. And I do have 
an entire episode where I talk about my experience with financial stress and anxiety, how to combat it, all the things. It's actually my most listened to podcast episode. So you should go back and listen to that if you haven't already or if these statistics resonate with you, if you are part of this subset of people, which the majority of people are, 90% of Americans saying that money impacts their stress level. Like basically that 90% is everyone who's not ultra wealthy. And even ultra wealthy people struggle with their money. I've been reading in this month's book club, The Psychology of Money. There's chapters and chapters and chapters where the author Morgan Hossel explains how after a certain threshold, it doesn't really matter how much money you're making, you still find ways to like sabotage yourself financially. And I think that it's literally insane how money is so like integrated within our society and it's just something that literally destroys people's lives and is so weird for us to talk about and that all of that compounds into why we feel stressed and anxious about our finances. And I think something that we don't realize because we don't talk about money so much or in as much detail as we should is just how it permeates every single corner of your life and your well-being because it's such an integral part of how we survive and exist in the world that we live in. If you are stressed about money, you are going to be stressed about everything. It's all-consuming and it's like, honestly, to me, one of the main reasons, it is the main reason, that's why it's number one, why financial planning is so important. And if you have a plan for your finances in place, even if you're in a position right now where you're not super happy about your financial situation, you will feel significantly better about your finances and about the trajectory of your life. And you can't underestimate that. I like, there are two main impacts that you get from a financial plan, the first being clarity. So this means you understand the direction that you want to move in and you have defined action steps to get there. And then confidence is the other layer. And that means that you know what you need to do and you're working towards it every single day. Those two main like reasons of why you need a financial plan should be enough to convince you that you should go through this process and actually put together a financial plan. The, the reason being, again, is because when you feel confident and you feel clear on your financial future, you will show up better in your life and you'll stop feeling like this underlying stress and anxiety when it comes to your money. So that's number one, why you need a financial plan. Number two is uncovering blind spots in your finances and rectifying them so you can be in tune with your financial reality. This is a big one. This is one I talk about all the time when I talk about like taking a financial snapshot or taking inventory of your finances. Like this is it. Another huge benefit of having a financial plan is uncovering the blind spots in your finances. And a lot of times we choose to look away from situations that make us uncomfortable. And this is especially true with your finances and it actually makes things significantly worse and can have a negative impact on how you feel about not only your money situation, but like your approach to money and your thoughts about money as a whole. When you have a plan, 
you are much more in tune with your financial reality. Again, whether you're happy with it or you're not, and you know that you aren't just hoping that you're going to figure it out someday. So that's something that we do in all areas of our lives, not just with our finances is like, we're choosing to look away from something that makes us uncomfortable. And we're subconsciously crossing our fingers and hoping that it's just going to work itself out at some point or another. And that is so unhealthy. It's not conducive to any sort of success, specifically financial success. And ultimately when you know your numbers, and you know what is and isn't working, which are all things that happen when you put together a plan, you'll feel a lot better about your money. Again, you'll feel a lot more clarity and you'll feel a lot more confident about the trajectory of your finances. And you won't feel like there are things that you're overlooking. You won't feel like you're looking away or turning a blind eye to certain areas of your financial situation. The third reason why you need a financial plan is to achieve and live the lifestyle that you want. The major benefit, and I put this last because, you know, in order of priority, like lifestyle per se is not as important as like feeling good about your situation. But obviously we all want to save money and we want to feel secure and be able to enjoy our lives and have nice things. Like that's a normal thing to want. I don't think anybody should feel shame or you know, embarrassed to want to have nice things, to want to live in a nice home, to want to have, drive a nice car, to want to be able to provide for your family or send your kids to private school or whatever that looks like. Everybody wants that. Most people want that. But we don't necessarily want those items. We want the security that we think those items are going to bring. And what this looks like for everyone is going to be super different. So like I said, for some people, you know, the lifestyle they want is living in a big house and driving a nice car and sending your kids to private school and joining the country club. And that's really great. And there's nothing wrong with that. And then for others, it could mean being able to travel or being able to buy expensive luxury items. And there's nothing wrong with either of those things either. It's just figuring out what what is the lifestyle you want to live and how can your financial situation, the money you're earning, the way you approach your money, how you're planning and managing your money, how can that allow you to reach those goals and live the lifestyle that you want? And I think this all boils down to how you manage your money, how you approach your money, and remembering that anybody can make a lot of money, but not everybody can keep it and knowing what to do with your money, what you're working towards or the goals that you have, and then having a system in place to actually manage it and reach those goals is a huge benefit to having a plan. And you can't really create a system to reaching those goals and you can't really set any goals if you don't have a plan to begin with. Like your goals are your goals, sure. And I talk about this in... Um, my course, which I'll get to in a second, but basically like when you're setting goals, everybody can have a goal and a goal is a desire. But if you actually want to change that desire into an idea and then ultimately an action plan or like something that you can implement into your life, you need to put together a roadmap and your financial plan is that roadmap. So those are the three reasons why financial planning and having a plan is so important. And as you can see, having one can improve your overall quality of life and make you feel and show up better on a daily basis. And I think a lot of people don't realize just how much money and their financial situation impacts them and impacts the way that they present themselves and again, show up in their lives. 
And it permeates every area of your being in your psyche. And when you finally realize that you have control over your situation and you can make the improvements, everything that you're doing is going to get better. So now that we've talked about that, I think we can talk about how to actually create your own financial plan. And before we do that, this is the perfect time for me to plug my new course, The Four-Week Financial Plan. So if you're listening to this on November 16th through the next five days, what is five days from now? November 16th to November 20th, the four-week financial plan is available and on super sale to people who joined my wait list for early access. So That is something I talked about on my Instagram stories. But beginning November 21st, the four-week financial plan is going to be available to everyone. It's going to be on sale for Black Friday until November 30th. And in that course, we are going to be going through these four steps that I'm going to outline, but in obviously much more detail and in a way for you to actually follow along and implement over the course of four weeks. So every step is broken out into a one week period. The material drops every week. So like you'll get a couple of modules on the day that you start, you'll get the next week's modules one week later. So whenever you enroll, that's when the four weeks kicks off. And it's done that way so that you can implement it in like quick and easy digestible steps over a more prolonged period of time so you have time to actually do it and so you don't feel super overwhelmed. Because one thing that I've learned through courses that I've taken and through courses that I've implemented is that people feel a surge of momentum in the first like two or three days and then that drops off and they get like 50% through a course but they don't actually finish it. And it's because you gotta like set an hour every week or like every Monday let's say to go in and do it and follow up. And like this has accountability built in. You'll get a notice when the new stuff is live and it's really, really awesome. So I'm super excited about it. And I'm gonna walk you through the four steps in creating a plan. And like I said, if you want more, you're gonna need to get it from the four week financial planning course. So if you, you can, you know, listen to this podcast and implement it on your own if you're someone who's like able to hold yourself accountable and whatnot. But if you want more accountability, if you want more detail, if you want a little bit more handholding and guidance and like this is exactly what you need to do, then the four-week financial plan course is for you. So with that, let's get into the four steps to creating your own financial plan. Okay, so step number one is taking your financial snapshot. The secret to getting ahead with your finances is getting started. Whoa, mind-blowing, I know. It's the biggest hurdle and everything gets easier once you actually take this first step. Like getting started and doing it and making the decision that you're gonna do it is the most difficult thing. This is where you need to take inventory of every corner of your financial life and I'm going to tell you how and where. There are three steps. It's laying the groundwork of your accounts, assessing your cash flow, and then understanding your monthly output. So laying the groundwork is where you take inventory of your account situation. You wanna lay out what accounts you have, the purpose and the reason of why you have it. So every account that you have should be serving a purpose. You shouldn't just have 
financial accounts like bank accounts or extra checking accounts or savings accounts or whatever for the sake of having them. You wanna make sure you're streamlined and you wanna make sure that if you do open a new account, you have a reason for it because as you go through your life, you're way more likely to open more accounts than you are to close and consolidate them. So this process, like reviewing your accounts is meant to go through and understand like, why do I have the accounts that I have? Is this adding value? Is this serving a purpose? Or should I get rid of it or consolidate it or open a new account or something like that? You also wanna keep track of what the current balance is. So just for a little refresher, cause I went on a tangent, you're laying out what accounts you have, the purpose you have them, what the current balance is, and then if you wanna consolidate anything. You can do this, like I said, in the financial snapshot section of the PFD. So if you don't have it, you should get it. And again, if you're listening to this before November 30th, you can get the PFD for 25% off using the code BLACKFRIDAY101. And if you're listening to this beyond that, you can get it for $10 off using the code PODCAST1, always. That never expires, by the way. So the account types that you need are a checking account. So like this is where your money's flowing in and flowing out. A high yield savings account, which I like to call inconvenient savings. So if you have any short-term savings or short-term savings goals, you'll want this type of account because it keeps it separate from your checking account and you actually have to be thoughtful about putting money there and taking money out. The next account is a retirement account. So this can be a 401k, a 403b, an IRA, a SEP IRA, a solo 401k, whatever your situation is. And then once you've figured out your retirement account investing situation, you can move on to taxable accounts. So a brokerage account, maybe you're thinking about real estate, crypto, all those kinds of things. The next step is assessing your cash flow. So this is getting a basic understanding of your paycheck, your deductions, when you get paid, when you have any recurring bills. The purpose of this is to make sure you know how much money you have in your checking account at any point in time so that you never overdraft your account and so that you can keep like the optimal amount of money in your checking account, which is gonna be different for everyone. And it's totally based off of your cash flow. So when you have money coming in and out, when you have bills due, when you're doing your routines and moving money to savings and whatnot, and what your level of comfort is. So for me, I usually like to keep around $6,000 in my checking account at any point in time because, you know, I could be having, I work for myself. So like, I have money coming in and going out all of the time, but like I have a lot of bills. I pay off my credit card bill every couple of weeks. So like, I just like to have the buffer. I don't ever wanna feel like, you know, my account balance is low. But for you, maybe your magic number is $3,000. Maybe your magic number is $10,000. It just depends on your situation, your cash flow, your level of comfort, and that is what assessing your cash flow is really for. The last step of this like, laying the groundwork phase is knowing your monthly output. So this is where you need to parse through your expenses and create a baseline budget of how much money you're spending on essentials each month and then how much money you're spending on non-essentials. Essentials are the expenses that you need to live. So think things like rent or a mortgage, utilities, groceries, insurance, and all of those kinds of things. And then non-essentials are like your fun money. So what are you spending 
money on every single month. Maybe it's restaurants or going out or shopping or travel or going to the gym or whatever that looks like for your life. And is it reasonable? You can figure this out by pulling like a credit card summary. There's a spending summary in your credit card um, account or going through your debit cards. Or you can also, and this is like a little hack, you can get a app, like a financial app, log in, connect your accounts, and like it will pull a spending summary for you. That's what those apps do. My recommendation is always Rocket Money. It's always linked on my links page. So you can download that app and uh, pull a spending summary if you'd like, and then use that to help inform your decisions going forward. Or you can just use the app instead of using the PFD because I know some people like to use apps. So if you're going to use an app, my recommendation is Rocket Money, formerly Truebill, um, and they're linked in my show notes. So that is step number one of creating a financial plan. And now we're going to move into step number two. And this is creating a budget. And in the four-week financial planning course, I call this building your bulletproof budget. There are three layers to doing this, a zero-based budget, a three-bucket budget, and then a 50-30-20 budget, and they all sort of build on each other step-by-step, and that's how it's framed up in the course. So like, you start with the zero-based budget, and then we take it a layer further, and then we take it a layer further, and you can go into as much detail or as little detail as you want, but the process is methodical for a reason. So a zero-based budget is a budget that gives every dollar a purpose. And this means that every dollar you earn is allocated out to either an expense or a financial goal. This type of budgeting is really effective because it ensures that you aren't wasting any of your cash that's coming in and that you're not treating your savings as leftovers. So like we all have money coming in every month and the most common way people budget or think about their finances is they do all of their spending and then it's like, well, how much do I have left over to save? And when you follow a zero-based budget, you reverse that equation and you're saying, I have all of this money coming in, this money's going towards my essentials, this money's going towards my financial goals, and then how much do I have left? That money is going towards my non-essential or lifestyle spending. The next layer of this takes a zero-based budget one step further and breaks it down into three main buckets, your essentials, your financial goals, and your non-essentials, like I just touched upon, in that order, specifically in that order. Breaking your budget out in this way helps you organize your expenses clearly, and then it also puts your financial goals at the forefront of your planning, which is why we go essentials, goals, non-essentials, again, in that order. The final and deepest layer of your budget is a 50-30-20 budget, which is when we're formalizing those three buckets that I just talked about into a percentage of your income. This means that the goal is that 50% of your budget goes towards essentials, 30% towards goals, and 20% towards everything else. And to remember, this serves as a guideline, not a rule. I am aware that this is a tough guideline to fit into, but it should serve as a goal because ultimately you want to increase your income to a point where your expenses do sort of fall into this pattern in this line here. The third step of creating a plan for your finances, so we've now talked about laying the groundwork, building a bulletproof building a bulletproof budget, and we're going into the third step, which is setting some financial goals. 
And I do have an entire podcast about this where I go through how to set smart financial goals. It was like my second podcast episode. I might do an updated one of that for 2023. So if you're interested, let me know. And basically, we're going to talk about how you need to set smart financial goals and then build them into your plans. So SMART goals are specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and timely. And like I said, I have a whole podcast episode on this, but I will do an updated one, most likely. And then there are three categories of financial goals. But before we get into that, let's talk about what the SMART is. So specific goals mean that you are super duper incredibly clear on what goal you're trying to achieve. So an example is like, I want to buy a house in Los Angeles, California within the next couple of years so that I feel secure. Okay, that's just an arbitrary. That's not necessarily a goal that I have, even though I do live in LA. And we're going to roll with that for this example. The second is that it's measurable. So what do you need to achieve like from a financial standpoint? Put Put a number on it. Okay, so and there are two layers of the numbers. So the dollar amount and then also like the frequency of what you're going to do. So an example could be, I want to save up $100,000 for a down payment on my home. And I'm going to do this by saving 10% of my paycheck every two weeks when I get paid. Okay, that would be measurable because you can measure the amount. You can measure how much of your income is going towards it and then the frequency. So how many times are you going to be going through this process? The reason why is because that sort of helps us understand the next layer is this achievable so you know saving a hundred thousand dollars by saving 10 percent of your income if you make 60k a year is going to take you a long time okay so is that an achievable goal yes is it achievable in the realms of when you want to actually accomplish it maybe maybe not so you need to sort of think through like does this make sense which leads us into the next layer, which is this relevant. So is this goal of saving and buying a house relevant to my life? Yes, because, you know, I want to have security in my living situation. I want to put roots down somewhere. An example of like a goal that wouldn't be relevant to my life would be like, I want to save up for a beach house so that I can have a vacation home or like I want to buy a boat or something like that. Like, sure, those are goals that are great to have that I would like to do at some point in my life. But it's not relevant to my situation right now. It's not something that really makes sense. So it's not something that I should be giving tons of my brain space and energy to. And then the last goal is timely. So when do I want to accomplish this goal? Uh, In what period, defined period of time? Two years, five years, one year, six months. Again, whatever that looks like for you. And all of these five pieces have to fit together in order to make a cohesive, smart goal. Okay, so you might be thinking this is a lot to think about. The reason why you have to go through this process or why going through this process is so optimal is because it forces you to think about the why you're setting the goal and then get really super clear and specific on how you're going to do it. So I have a whole exercise in my course with worksheets and how to actually go through this using an in-depth detail, but don't overlook the thoroughness of this process because it's so, 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 so important for, again, uncovering your why and giving you that intrinsic motivation to reach the goal. There are three categories of financial goals, savings goals, investing goals, and debt payoff goals. And I'd recommend if you do have debt, 
that you work towards, you know, one of each of these goals at any given point in time. Like you don't need to only work towards paying off debt or only work towards investing or only work towards savings. You can balance the three when you're building them into your plan. And part of the reason why we have a zero-based budget is because then we can plug in our goals within the budget. This is why I love the PFD because there's a visual aspect to it of showing you like how you can sort of plug and play different amounts of money and get back to zero. Like it all calculates for you. There's colors and things like it's great. I cannot, I'm just going to continue to talk about it because it's so great, but you don't need to be working towards only one goal at a time. The only instance in which this would be something that you do working towards one goal at a time is if you have credit card debt. And that is like, you would want to be hounding that debt down, prioritizing that 100% as best you can. Um, but otherwise, you can work towards like paying off debt like a student loan or a car loan while you're saving and investing for retirement, while you're saving up for a vacation. Like you don't have to choose one. And again, when you're building out an optimal plan, you can find the balance of how much to put towards each based off of your income and expenses, which are going to be different for everyone. So in this course, the four-week financial planning course, I'm walking you through the process and the equation so that you can adapt it to your situation because everyone really can follow the same steps. It's just a matter of you using your own judgment and being equipped with the knowledge to use your own judgment in order to fit everything together in your own unique puzzle. Because everybody, again, everybody's puzzle is gonna be a little bit different. A savings goal would be something like saving for an emergency fund or a down payment or a travel, vacation, whatever. An investing goal would be something like contributing to your 401k or investing in real estate or buying crypto. And then a debt payoff goal is obviously like paying off debt. So paying off a student loan, credit card debt, car loan, whatever you have. Hopefully, hopefully you don't have debt, but I know most people do. The last step of putting together your own plan is to create your financial routines. And this one is so important. This is where you hold yourself accountable to all of the work that you've just done. And I have two routines that I follow and I recommend that you follow them as well, but you can also append them and adjust them to fit your own situation. Because again, going back to what I said earlier, everybody's situation is a little bit different. Everybody thinks about their finances in a little bit of a different way. And you wanna find the systems and the routines that you are actually going to stick to. And you also need to make sure you have a tool that works for you. So obviously I advocate for the PFD. That's the tool that I use because that's the way that my brain works. Like I like to have a spreadsheet. I like to do things manually. I like to be in control of the situation. Other people like apps and that's why I recommend Rocket Money, formerly Truba. Like if you don't function with a spreadsheet and you're not going to use it, don't use one. Use an app. Use a tool that you're actually going to use and like and enjoy. Otherwise, you won't follow these financial routines. And then that's, you know, you're not going to be successful. I was listening to a podcast today and it was um, a Jay Shetty podcast where he was talking. I forget who, who it was with. Um, but he was talking about discipline and how discipline is literally the cornerstone of success in every aspect of your life but it's not sexy 
and it's not fun, it's not glamorous, so it's not something that people talk about really often. But when it comes to your finances and seeing financial success, discipline and consistency are literally the only answers that you need, okay? Obviously, having a budget, having a high income, having control of your expenses, super important. But if you don't have a routine, if you are not disciplined in your routine, you will never move the needle forward. You have to have discipline. And that is why financial routines are so freaking important. Like I cannot emphasize them enough. So the two routines that I follow religiously are a weekly money routine and a monthly money review. And I talk about them on my Instagram all the time. I have so many resources where I go into detail. I have YouTube videos about it. I have podcast episodes about it. I talk about it every week when I do my own. But I'll tell you guys again, a weekly money review is where you take 10 to 15 minutes, one time per week. I usually do mine on Sundays or Mondays, depending on what I have going on during the weekend. And I will go in to my PFD. I will track my income. I will track my expenses. If I moved any money around, which I don't really do on a weekly basis, but if I did, I'll track it. And then I go and I ask myself some questions like I'm self-reflecting. So do I like the way I spent my money? How am I tracking against what I originally planned? Am I proud of how this is going? Do I need to make any changes? And then the last step is going into my plan and making adjustments. So when I say making adjustments, that means shifting dollars around. So like, let's say I set a budget for $300 on restaurants and I had a weekend where I spent a lot of money eating out. You know, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna probably plus up my restaurant budget but instead of pulling that money out of financial goals, I'm gonna shift around my expenses and maybe I'm gonna be a little more cognizant of not spending money on clothes or not spending money on coffee or something to make up for spending a little bit more on restaurants. So it's that kind of thing that I'm doing every single week. And then beyond the weekly review, you need to do your monthly money review. And this is where you go into much more detail around your financial situation. And again, in the four-week financial plan course, I go over this. I've gotten so many requests from PFD people on how to do this, but um, it's not something that's included in the PFD. I do touch on it a little bit, but if you want the detail, it's in the four-week financial plan. And this is where you go through a deeper audit. So like, how am I spending my money? I'm updating my money or like I'm updating my numbers. So my income, expenses, savings transfers, debt payoff, investments, net worth, all things you can do in the PFD. I update all of my numbers first. The second step is going through a deeper self-reflection. So within the monthly money review tab, you can follow the prompts that I lay out. Like the review is actually laid out for you in there. And you can follow the prompt. So they're like, how did you spend? Where did you overspend or underspend? What was the reason? What changes could you make? What did you do well? Are you proud of how you spent? What are you going to change for the month ahead? And then the last step is creating your budget for the month ahead. So the strategy that I actually use is I will create one baseline budget and copy it over for all of the months. And then at the top of each month, I'll go into it and like shift things around based off of plans that I have, what I know I'm gonna be doing, um, travel that I'm doing, events that I have, weddings I'm going to, birthdays, all those things, and just shift things around because your money's gonna change every month. It's not gonna be static all year long. You're gonna have seasons where you spend more, you're gonna have seasons when you spend less and it just sort of ebbs and flows. And your power is being able to be flexible and being able to adjust 
your finances based off of the different seasons of your life. That is how you are going to reach your goals and really optimize and create a budget that you can stick to. The reason why so many people fail with their budgets is because they're too rigid. They're not flexible. They don't change or adjust things as their lives change. Your life is going to change. Your money has to change with it. So these routines are your accountability. It's super, super necessary when you have any type of plan to have a follow-up routine, to have accountability built in or else you won't stick to it and like you're just going to create another budget that you're never going to look at again and what's the point? So those are the four steps to creating your financial plan. I am going to wrap this podcast up. Again, if you are interested in more, you should definitely check out the four-week financial planning course. It's going to be going live on November 21st. So if you are listening to this in the November 21st to November 30th of 2022 period, you can get it on sale. The code is going to be on my Instagram stories, and I'll also send an email about it if you're on my email list. And if you are listening to this at any point thereafter, this course will also be available all year long. It's not going to go away. You can start it at any point during the year. It just won't be on sale. It's only going to be on sale during Black Friday. So Hopefully this was helpful for you. If you have questions, if you have comments, there's always a feedback form. And if you want to send me a DM or leave a comment on YouTube, feel free. And yeah, as a reminder, personal finance dashboards on sale November 16th to November 30th of 2022 using the code BLACKFRIDAY101. And I'll catch you guys next week.